Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Locked In Podcast. We're so back, it's not even funny. Welcome back, NFL 2023 season just kicked off, and it was a wild week. I've been watching the NFL since I was five years old, and I don't remember a crazier start to the season than this. Granted, those first five seasons were pretty blurry, but it was a pretty crazy week one in the NFL. Right, Shree? One of the craziest real-life NFL week ones and one of the worst fantasy week ones i've ever seen like superstars putting up zeros defenses putting up 50s like god knows what's coming the rest of the season but all chaos i i fully scored 48 points in one of my fantasy leagues i think i have the worst team of all time it's it's generationally bad it's It's, not it's see the thing is like it's not a process issue with the way you drafted you just happen to have every single player who underperformed in week one and I don't see that continuing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it just you drop 48 next week too. I, I managed to be stupid and draft Dalvin Cook and um, DeAndre Swift. So I'm just getting zero points like from both of them for I the think most the, part. The problem is the Dalvin thing threw everyone off the Brees Hall scent. So I feel like he was benched in way too many leagues when he should have just unequivocally been the starter. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. it's pretty wild, but... I think, you know, overall, it was a really good week of football games. Uh, but I'm not really the biggest fan of how everything went. But we're going to review every single matchup. And we'll kind of twerk, we'll talk a few minutes about everything. There's some matchups we don't need to talk that much about. We're not going to spend 10 minutes talking about. I was going to say we're not going to spend 10 minutes talking about Green Bay in Chicago. But I really want to talk about that game. But let's start off with Thursday Night Football. Patty Mahomes taking on Jared Goff, who is now undefeated against Patrick Mahomes in his career. <laughs> the Eli wild, Manning, Tom Brady, baby. <laughs> wild to think about. Um, shout out Dan Campbell for getting the win. Uh, you know, first off, obvious things, Travis Kelsey not playing. And Kadarius Tony basically playing for the Lions, essentially. So that was a bit of an odd situation. Never seen that before. I don't know how, how much money the Lions slipped him out of the table. Maybe they took all the Jameson Williams money that, you know, they were supposed to pay him, uh, and then they paid it to you know Kadarius Tony instead. But yeah, that was an interesting, pretty. I, I don't want to say sloppy. Uh, defenses both played really well, and this was a Kansas City team without Chris Jones mm-hmm. that looked really good on defense. Um, I think the defenses playing well kind of overshadowed the fact that the Lions' offense did not look great, and. That's one of the most hyped units coming into the season was like, oh, they, you know, they drafted this kid, Jameer Gibbs. And to his credit, looked unbelievably explosive in his limited snaps. But like David Montgomery, like struggling for runs, right? You like not that much, you like, I don't know, like sparkling quarterback receiver play. Like it wasn't a Jared Goff masterclass. Like, sure, he managed the game. He didn't make that many mistakes, but. They put up 14 points. Like, remember, like, seven of the Lions' points in that game were off a of pick six. So they underperformed. The Chiefs, without any sort of receiving help, like, we saw Mahomes for the first time, I think, truly just like, what do I do, right? Because no matter what situation he's been in, he's always had, like, Travis Kelsey. And when everything else breaks down, you can kind of rely on old, old Travis Kelsey to get you 10 yards. But, I mean, Sky Moore, disaster. Canarius Tony disaster. I don't know what they were doing with their little running back community. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire got snaps and he hasn't been relevant since the year he was drafted. So 
I don't know what they're doing about that. Just a strange week one. Also, also wait quickly. I uh, what'd you think about Dan Campbell? Because I know credit to Dan Campbell. Sure, I liked his like aggressive go for it on fourth down. But if he doesn't convert that, it's also so early in the game at your own twenty. Like, what are you doing there? I liked that call, but I think overall he did not do a good job with this game. Yeah, uh, I have many, I have many things to piggyback off of what you just said. I think starting off the top, I think Ben Johnson was hyped up, and he was like, he's going to bring this unit. You know, a, a lot of experience, not, not experience necessarily, but, you know, a, a lot of play calling wrinkles. I did not see any of that. Um, I thought he was going to make this unit a lot better. I really didn't see much of that at all. Mm-hmm. I really thought that, you know, they were going to utilize Jameer Gibbs. They said we're going to have him in special positions, like use him in special ways. I guess that meant on the sidelines. Yeah, uh, It was funny because he came in, he had explosive plays every single time he touched the ball, but they almost refused to give him the ball after that. They like he would have a great run. They take him out, and David Montgomery. You know, I have him on almost all my fantasy teams. He did okay. It's not like he performed poorly, but they really wanted to put their mouths where their money was, which is kind of an interesting scenario considering how explosive Jameer Gibbs was. I thought they could have utilized him a lot better. I thought the play calling towards the latter half of the game on offense was truly horrendous. And yeah, as you said, they only scored fourteen points. Right, without that pick six, it would have been a pretty easy game for the Chiefs. And yeah, with regards to the Chiefs. A lot of their weapons failed. I was extremely surprised with what Andy Reid was throwing out there on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, But I think the biggest thing is definitely the lack of Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey has this inane ability where he can take basically a route up up the field, a seam route, but almost use that seam as a zone breaker and kind of find the soft spot of the defense and just sit. And, you know, when Patrick Mahomes is running out and he's scrambling, he can find Travis Kelsey, as you said, for that 10, for that 15, for that 20-yard gain. And that is invaluable for a team that other than, you know, Travis Kelsey literally has no big name wide receivers. So I think he was a pivotal, pivotal loss that, you know, they, they really missed him. You could see it on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be back next week. If he's not, they really need to utilize, as you said, Isaiah Pacheco a lot more. I don't know what this running back committee is going to be. They, they really need to figure it out. I think they're going to figure it out. I'm not saying, you know, I think our preseason predictions, I was like Patrick Mahomes MVP. But to be honest, there was five or six catchable balls that were dropped slash returned for a pick six. That If they weren't, they would have won this game and he would have won. He would have looked like the MVP. He would have won a game with Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore as his wide receivers one and two. Not even look like the MVP, but like just getting by in a game where like he, he didn't play his best individual quarterbacking game either. Like I thought he tried to force a lot of balls like took a couple of risks that he's lucky he didn't get intercepted but yeah like those five to six balls that were dropped that that makes or breaks a game in which neither side is particularly effective so i think just a really strange week one game i thought there were two like fascinating things from this game one was the amount of lions fans at arrowhead yeah, like, they traveled really well. I didn't know Lions fans traveled that well. I mean, I don't know if it's like a week one thing, and especially in Arrowhead too. Like, it felt like a home game at times for the Lions, the way they were cheering towards the end. So, I mean, props to those fans. They've suffered for way too long, and it's good to see them like out in droves, like supporting this young, hungry Lions team. But also, like, the second interesting thing was the fact that they mic'd up Aiden Hutchinson's parents. That was, was so like, weird. One of the most unnecessary, like, media executive decisions i could have ever thought of i don't know why i still don't know why but he played well so good for him 
Yeah. But yeah, overall, a very interesting start. Let's move on to, to Sunday's games. We'll start off with the the battle of the NFC South, the Falcons versus the Panthers. Falcons came out on top. Bryce Young, number one overall picks debut. He he looked okay. He didn't look amazing. I just he's, thought that the weapons they had were just who is he throwing to? It's not who's he throwing to. Can he see who he's throwing to? He's so small, man. I maybe I didn't realize when he was in college, but Bryce Young is tiny. Like on a football field, he just looks tiny. There's certain guys who they're short, but your first thought isn't like like Kyler. Like Kyler is what five ten? I think that's his like reported height. But I think maybe it's a combination of the fact that like he played baseball. He's more into an NFL weightlifting program than I don't know Bryce, Bryce Young is. is right now. So could just be that. But Bryce Young just looks like he needs to put on weight and a lot of other he, he needs like the messy hgh man because he's tiny he's so small yeah i honestly the, the play calling was wild and interesting in many ways bryce young did throw one really bad pick the other one was like okay whatever like it's it's a rookie interception it's gonna happen um yeah i thought the panthers they had opportunities they just missed them mm. i thought they looked a lot worse defensively than i thought they were gonna look i thought their unit was a lot more solid uh, considering, and I want to talk about this Falcons team now, how bad this Falcons offense is, mm-hmm. considering the number of weapons they are. Do, okay, does Arthur Smith have something against people who were drafted in the first round? Yeah. Because he barely utilized Bijan. Bijan got a touchdown, but basically after that, he was a non-factor in the game. Kyle Pitts was a What's non-factor up until the third quarter. Tyler mm-hmm. Algier somehow is like RB3. <laughs> uh, what is going on? Was Bijan's first touchdown not one of the coolest first touchdowns no. you'll ever see? Great touchdown. Great touchdown. Loved it. It was It was really, it was a, it was basically like, yeah, this is who Bijan as a player is, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Drake London, again, non-factor in this game. I don't understand what Arthur Smith is doing. He's always been a perplexing to me offensive coordinator it worked in tennessee when you know they were like a top two seed in the afc yep but i didn't get it like i watched their games and i'm like how are you competent with matt was sorry with ryan Tannehill down the field and now he's here and i don't get it to be honest this kind of this kind of sums it up about what the falcons are and i'm gonna leave it at that they're rushing offense i mean granted through week one but rushing offense is second which i think meets the eye test they have phenomenal running backs Passing defense was 10th. I thought they did a fairly good job against... But they're also playing a rookie quarterback. No, no, I know. Against Bryce Young. But their their passing defense was not the issue. And their rushing defense was fourth. I thought their defensive line did a great job, man. And, like, the Panthers, for all of their struggles, and, like, you know, there's, like, bets for the Panthers to have, like, the least points, the worst record, everything. They have a really nice offensive line. Like, last year, they made Dante Foreman look really, really good. And, you you know, they, they snapped down. They were, like, fourth through one week so yeah i don't know i think they're like uh it's a very winnable division and with ritter they'll i mean they'll still probably win the division but for all the playmaking and talent on that team like even with the offensive line they have like three first rounders on that unit too it's like you need imagine just having matt ryan on this team i don't even care who just quarterback anybody man there are like there's several teams where I'm like, if you had a good quarterback, you would actually be in the hunt for a championship. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Bengals Browns. This is the most surprising game of the week for me for sure. Is it surprising though? 
Dude, Joe, Joe Burrow signs this huge contract, and then the first game he plays, they score three points. Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow's first game last year, he threw four interceptions. That is true. The Bengals just but, start slow with this unit, with this group of players. They've always started season slow. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson looked not bad. Uh, he, he had some mistakes, but he didn't look terrible. Uh, yeah, I think Nick Chubb obviously ran like Nick Chubb does. Goatman. <laughs> Weather was a factor here, but defense, the funniest thing. Miles Garrett, I don't know if you saw this. In the the first (laughs) quarter, with like 13 minutes left, he's rushing. And before he's rushing, is like doing like crossovers. Like, I don't don't know how to explain it. but No, he's literally just like baiting the centers. He's lined up like right opposite the center. And he's He's like like swaying side to side. No, but for context, Garrett's an unbelievable basketball player. Like, all his off-season tape and everything, he's dunking on people, hitting threes, like mid-range pull-up. He got the hezzies, everything. So he's just crossing over the center, swing side to side. And the second the ball stabbed, he does a little like in-and-out move and then gets by, sack, bam. He's he was so great. good. It worked. It worked. It was so effective. And I was like, when, when I saw that on Red Zone, I was like, yeah, dude, I think, uh, I think the Bengals might lose this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whether it was a real factor in this game, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, terrible... Yeah, I have basically on like one team. I'm like double stacking. I have Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase, and it was just all bad. Like you know, I lost that league for sure, um, or that week. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, Browns defense looks great. Browns yeah. offense looks okay. Bengals defense, eh. Bengals offense, eh. Just a lot of people had them going to the AFC Championship at the minimum, and I'm like, dude, I don't. I'm not given the performance we saw in Week One. I, I can't. That's say fair. That. That's fair. I just the. Uh... The only reason I wouldn't put too much credence into week one, for the Bengals at least, is that they just do this. Like, they start seasons like one and three, two and four, and then end up like 11 and five, like 10 and seven, and then make it to the AFC title game. It's just what they've done with Joe Burrow. So he's just a slow starter. Jaguars Colts AFC South matchup. Trevor Lawrence looked good, but Anthony Richardson also did not look that bad. He looked pretty good. He got injured. We'll see what the status of his injury is. I was pretty surprised. I think he made the mistakes I was expecting him to make. Mm-hmm. He definitely overthrew a couple of guys. There was um, a bootleg where you know he had a receiver open in the flat, and he almost overthrew him on like a third and two. And it's like, dude, like, calm down. I know yeah. you have the rocket of an arm, but I don't think you need to throw it that much. But Anthony Richardson looked I think of all the rookie quarterbacks, like easily the, the best. Yeah, easily, easily the, the best. best. Because he he made the types of mistakes that a confident rookie makes, right? Like he's not short arming balls. He's not like like he's putting too much zip on it. And like that, that's the type of stuff that like I mean, we didn't see it from Mahomes a ton, but when he made those like small mistakes his rookie year, it was always just a matter of like he put too much on a ball. Like he would like lead someone a little too far. And, like, that's the type of stuff Richardson's doing. He still has to work on his touch, and the precise aspect of his passing game will come with time. But, dude, he led the team in rushing, too. He had 40 yards rushing and a touchdown. Dude, Deion Jackson was terrible. Yeah, I think with no weapons almost, other than Michael Pittman, like, he has no weapons on that team, and he still managed to keep it a relatively close game up until the end. Uh, the, The Jags look good on offense. I think their defense is the big question mark for me now. I'm just surprised. Again, given the lack of offensive weapons that this Colts team has, I'm just very surprised. So, uh, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence looked good, minus his one pick. Uh, you know, 
uh, what's his Calvin Ridley, right? Ridley looked amazing, man. Yeah, I mean Ridley didn't miss a step. Like coming off of one year of not playing, he looks more explosive than ever. So mm-hmm. watch out yeah. for him. Hey, this and Josh then- Allen on the Jags defense is the best Josh Allen in the league at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk three about sacks, this Monday. Man. He had three sacks. We'll talk about this Monday night game for sure in just a few minutes. Actually, no, we have a lot of games to get through. But um, yeah, okay. Bucks, Vikings. This was probably the big upset. I'm, I, I don't even want to talk about this game. You you take the floor because I anytime I bet on the Vikings, I am sad and I'm never going to do it again. But they always reel me back in and then I get beaten. So say what you want. Yeah, I just Kirko. I don't even. Yeah, man, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, let's let's not. I don't. I don't want to. Wait, can we can we actually talk about how the Bucks might actually be much better than we're giving them credit for? No, because they played the Vikings in Week One, so I don't think we can take any stock into the performance that we saw on the field. No, no, no. but okay. To be fair, like <laughs> the. Dude, Kirk the, the relative competence of the Bucks. 344 yards and scored seven points in the last one. I get it. And Justin Jefferson had like 150 something, 160 something in the first half and like seven in the second half. Right? I was somewhat absurd split like that. He still had a great game overall. But he, the, the Tampa offense looked a little better than I thought. Like they have playmakers at the receiving position, obviously, with like Godwin and Evans. Like those two will always be good for like 50, 60 yards at the least. Right. And then. It's just a matter of Baker making the right reads and trusting that his receivers will be where they're going to be and not trying to force the issue, which he's done in the past and why he ended up like just bouncing around from team to team. But he he looked okay. He didn't look like the the worst quarterback in the league potential that he had. And I think and I want to talk about this as well with the, the Green Bay Packers game, mm. uh, specifically about Justin Fields, but I think – a thing I had is, and people were saying this on the online as well, and I concur, like Baker Mayfield, when he came out of Oklahoma, he came from a stellar offensive line, right? The offensive line was one of the best in the country. They had Orlando Brown Jr. when he was playing. Right? He didn't have to think about protection at all. All he had to think about was throwing the ball. When he went to Cleveland, the offensive line wasn't as good. Granted, they got upgrades. They got Jodrick Wills, et cetera, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had a great rushing attack, but I feel like from a pass protection standpoint, he had to worry a lot more. And then subsequently through his career, it went from, you know, in high school and in college having very solid offensive lines to now like being worried about, which is the journey of the NFL, right? You're not going to, you're going to have more than three or four seconds in a clean pocket to throw ever. That's just how the NFL is. Mm-hmm. But I think that adjustment is really hard to make for a lot of people that, you know, spent a lot of their careers behind really solid offensive lines and don't have to, you know, necessarily, make plays on the move and baker made a lot of plays on the move but still it's that fear of like it's a seeing ghost thing almost yeah. right and I, I feel like justin fields is going through that right now where the offensive line in chicago is horrendous and has been ever since he's gone there and it's like yeah compared to where they were in ohio state it's like i think the ohio state offensive line is significantly better they would hold up better against an nfl defense than the chicago bears offensive line does but i think maybe now he has a more solid offensive line or Maybe they're doing a better job with the the scheming of the protection. I think if he if he calms down, as you said, he has two great receivers, and he if he can make those reads and make those throws, I think you know this team could go pretty far. Clearly, the defense, you know, I, I granted they gave up a lot of yards on you know in the air to Kirk Cousins, but the second half really stepped it up. And this they, is they they have the ultimate bend and don't break 
game. Yeah. Which I respect that they got a lot of veterans on that team who are like, which right, when it's well, it was honestly very like it's somewhat similar to what the defense was when Tom Brady was there. Yep. Um, it was a very bend don't break defense. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's is, that's the thing with the Vikings too. Like with just because of their playmakers, like Jefferson, and now with Addison too, like they're gonna get chunk yards. Like that's just gonna be a thing. Hawkinson, like that they'll make plays, but. When it comes time for like I don't know goal line situations or like important third downs when you really need the game, that's when Tampa's vets they're just going to take pride in their capabilities and make stops. So I think yeah. we we should start giving Tampa a little more credit than what we thought. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe a hot take of Carolina in that division is the underdog. Like no, I think maybe it's Tampa. Um, hashtag surprising Titans versus Saints. Your boy Derek Carr pulled out. You Let's know, go by one point, um, dude. Okay, I get that he had like a good amount of passing yards, but he didn't look great. He didn't look great, but when he had to make a throw, he made a throw. There was a cool little NFL Films feature about how he told Rashid Shahid to like he wanted another chance for him to run a go route so he'd find him. And on that last drive, that's exactly how they sealed the game. Carr just yeah. hit him with like a beautiful forty-yard strike, and. I mean, that this is the Derek Carr experience, man. He'll look really bad at times, but then there's other times where he'll pull that out of his hat, and it's like, oh, thank you, Derek Carr. And as a Raider fan, that's exactly what I've gone through for the past, God, yeah. eight years. So I'm always rooting for him. That's the thing. I'm always going to want the Saints to do well because of Derek Carr. I, I don't know what to think of the Saints defense. It's hard to take stock when you're playing Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they did a decent job bottling up Derrick Henry. I think he had less than uh, 75 yards, yeah, 63 yards on the ground. Um, he had a big run, but I think in general the Saints defense did okay. I don't know. Mm. I feel like this game was missed. I need to go back and watch this game more. I think the one thing I've been doing a lot more now is watching Red Zone, whereas before I'd have four games up. Yeah. And I feel like watching Red Zone, you miss a lot of the progressions and the drives. Yeah, you don't get a Red's- feeling of how the team is. It's just like constant action. I'm not the biggest fan, to be honest. I'd rather have four games up or, you know, on each monitor and watch the eight games, like, just how they are with think, audio from Yeah, one. Red Zone is too catered for, like, fantasy football. And if you're in, like, a yeah. bunch of leagues, yeah, it's it's great. But I don't I need know. To see, I need to see more, yeah, because it's hard to do analysis when, like, you only see the big plays. And from the Saints-Titans game, like, basically the only big plays kind of happened towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um. The Shahid touchdown was a big one, and then there was that big Derrick Henry run. But I'm literally remembering the plays that were shown mm-hmm. on red zone, so it's hard to sort of analyze it. Um. It's so funny. Quickly about Rashid Shahid, like in one of our fantasy leagues with our high school friends, um, <laughs> someone we were just looking at before the year started. It's like a keeper league, so we were just looking at players to keep. And one of my friends, Shrey, had Rashid Shahid on his bench. And he, he did nothing last year, to be fair. Like, he literally just did nothing. But I think he was just like an emergency, emergency backup receiver because Olave got hurt or something happened. So mm-hmm. someone just picked up Shahid. And we're all just making fun of Rashid Shahid going into the year. Like, oh, of course, Shrey, because Shrey also finished, like, last in the league. So he ended up not a great roster. And Rashid Shahid was one of those guys. So we just clowned on him for Rashid Shahid for a little bit. And lo and behold, week one, he's the hero for the Saints. So maybe he's due for a nice year. Yeah. Uh, it looked, he looks good. He looks good. I, I bought some Olave stock in terms of I had him, have him on my team. But yeah. he, he, caught for over, he caught for over 100 yards, so it's really good. Um, his route think, running is so nice. Dude, he's so crispy with his routes. Um, yeah, next game, Steelers versus Niners. 
uh, Bang Bang Ooh. Niner Gang. Um, that was an in, I, uh, I yeah, the Niners look really good, dude. Brock Purdy looks really good. Brock Purdy looks good. Every defensive snap. I thought the Steelers were going to turn the ball over on every single snap. Like that's how good this Niners defense is. Fred Warner just flying. Showed everyone why he's the best middle linebacker in the league. Absolutely flying. But yeah, that's it's it's a really solid Niners team. They're definitely going to win the division. I mean, everyone thought they were, but their biggest question was quarterback and Brock Purdy showed up, he showed out. He made a really really good play where uh, you know, the, the edge defender was coming from his left side, from his blind side, felt the pressure, rolled out, mm-hmm. threw a really good ball, um, and managed to put it out of the hands of the defender to get a first down. And I was like, dude, this is like some Tom Brady level instinct almost. Like, you know. So, yeah, this wanna, team wanna, looks really good. I do want to ease the Brock Purdy, Tom Brady comparisons. but Oh, no, so I didn't mean I didn't mean like no, that. No, no, I, under, I know what you're saying, but having those two in the same sentence, besides the fact that, I don't know, Santa Clara is close to San Mateo where Tom Brady was born, like that's probably the only time I'm going to ever make between Purdy and Brady. I mean, hey, let's see. Let's see. I There were two standouts from this game. I think one was Brandon Ayuk, who – looked like the most dominant player on offense on every single snap. Like he like talk about crispy route running, man. Oh my God. He's so sharp out of turns. Like he makes defenders look silly and he's so strong with the catch too. It's hard to bring down is everything you need in a quality wide receiver. And then on the other side, um, the Steelers run game did absolutely nothing for Kenny Pickett because yeah, when you have all the hype that the Steelers offense had after preseason, which one, I don't know how much stock each analyst or fan puts in a preseason, but um, everybody yo, I was I was watching their game. They were they were they looked the ball. great, man. George Pickens was being compared to Prime Randy Moss. Like we're talking about Chase Claypool maybe having a good year, stuff like that. No. Oh, Chase Claypool's on the Bears. No, irrelevant. I'm saying George Pickens, you have Friar Muth, who's always reliable. Deontay Johnson. Um, who's Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I know. That's sad. Um, the Jalen Warren-Najee Harris duo did absolutely nothing Dude, for Kenny sucks because I feel like Najee is talent-wise so talented. I don't know what it is once he put on the, the black and uh, black and yellow. It's just like but he's been unable to do something. Also, why didn't you go to this game, dude? Me? Yeah, it's, it's a Niners against Pittsburgh. Like... I had work. I had work to finish over the weekend. Okay. I don't know what you want from me. I dude, it's like if the if the, the stadium's not super far away from you. I understand. I'll have the chance to go to several Steeler games. I'll yeah, go to but one this that one's this was the Niners. It's one of your hometown teams. Yeah, but they're not my hometown team. No, yeah, I know, but still, I feel like you know. I don't know. Okay. No, 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 no. Just just book it. Steelers, Raiders, AFC title game. Book it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Book it. Um, Cardinals Commanders. This was a interesting game. The cards are uh, frisky, man. They, they yeah. didn't go down. They are they are not as bad as I thought they were going to be. The Josh Dobbs experiment. Yeah, he's starting again next week, so let's see. Um, James Conner looked okay. Looked Connor pretty good actually. Look okay. Yeah. Um, um, Sam Howell came out of it with the dub, uh, which is it- good for. Good for yeah. This, I think Cardinals defense was way better than I thought it was going to be. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me right now. Yeah, Cardinals offense, defense looked nice. terrible, but 
the the Sam Howell thing was, I think, a little overblown also coming into the season. They were like, we really, really like this guy. It's like, okay, give him a full season and then make all these claims. Like, let's see how he I just thought that would, with, with Terry, I think Terry McLaurin was coming off the injury, so he wasn't playing. Yeah, he was not 100%. great for the fantasy teams this week. I mean, I just think if you watched him, he just wasn't make he wasn't making the plays he usually makes. Like we yeah. know he's one of the better receivers in the league. So I think if you you know if you take that away from you know a younger quarterback, right, um, it's not as good. But you know, Brian Robinson looked pretty good. Um, Can so. we, one of the my football ick is Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Like that is my football ick. Like. When those two are mentioned, I'm just no next. Like it's, I would rather talk about anything else. Nothing yeah. personal against them. It's just in fantasy, there's all I, I've been burned by both of them before. Okay, we, we can talk about the Ravens Texans instead. Um, J.K. Dobbins torn ACL. So really sad. really sad. Or sorry, torn Achilles, not torn ACL. Sorry, really really sad. Um, yeah, Lamar Jackson didn't look that good. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he he looked. I mean, all of these high-paid quarterbacks looked terrible in Week One. Yeah. But the nice thing is he he found Zay Flowers won. like nine times. Yeah, dude, Zay Flowers looks really good. I like. You know him. what? I was actually really impressed by two wide receivers in this game: Zay Flowers and Nico Collins. Nico Collins had like eleven <laughs> targets. No, dude, Nico Collins actually looked pretty good. I know. I know. He was everyone's like sleeper candidate to have a nice season. Yeah, CJ Stroud looked okay at times. Obviously second, uneven. He, the second best rookie quarterback from the weekend. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, uneven at times. I think given the weapons, Damian Pierce didn't have as big of an impact as I thought he would. You call him Damian? Is it Damon? Damian. Damian? Damian Pierce. Okay, I said Damian. Also, you're saying Deonta Foreman's name wrong. Dante. Is it not Deonta? It's Deonta Foreman. It's not Dante Foreman? No, it's Deonta Foreman. It's D. No, I know it's D apostrophe, but everyone's just always like, oh, Dante Foreman. No, it's Deonta Foreman. I'm going to look this up right now. You might be right. I, I went to school with, dude, we're classmates. I don't know what you're say that. Say that one more time. I don't know. Say what you're that one me. more time. What are you looking up, Deonta uh, Foreman? <laughs> Name pronunciation. You have to hear him say it, but. No, no, I'm looking it up right now. Pronunciation. That's the third result when you type in Deonta Foreman pronunciation. How to pronounce Deonta Foreman. Let's see. I think I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay, I'm waiting for the pronunciation thing. Deontay Foreman. Damn it! It is Deontay. Isn't that what you said? I'm confused. I'm saying Deonta. It's not Deonta. That's wrong. Wait, no, 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 wait. no, no, no. That's wrong. That's what wrong. did I say? I feel like I gaslighted myself into think, into mispronouncing his name wrong. No, no, no. You're wrong. It's not. There's no ah. It's not ah, it's a. No, it's definitely it's a. Definitely, it's definitely. You can not. you can use the apostrophe however you want, but it's not uh It's not Deonta Foreman. Nobody says that. Dude, I'm searching up Deonta Foreman. Just watch mom. highlights. Just look up Deonta Foreman highlights. Dude, if everybody else says his name wrong, then like, what does that mean? Name pronunciation okay now don't. i'm looking sub two no don't look at the pronunciation just look up top highlights youtube and then the, the commentators shut down for the first four games of the season with the i don't care about the commentators they're probably wrong it's it's deontay foreman everybody it's, says deontay foreman it's Dante foreman or 
Deontay Foreman, but it's not Deontay. But no, you're wrong. That's you're, neither you're here nor there. Quite literally wrong. That's neither here nor there. Okay, let's move on. Um, Packers Bears. Uh, Jordan Love looked really good. Uh, the Bears defense looked absolutely atrocious. The Bears mm-hmm. offense had probably the play that made me the most mad eye of all this week. Uh, it was a red zone play. I genuinely don't understand what happened. I like I can't show the play, obviously, but it was just a terrible play, and I'm really, really mad at how it happened. And um, Justin Fields, I think, should not be taking the blame for what's happening. This offensive line is no, like this, Swiss they, cheese. They can't protect anybody. It's And the play calling is absolutely atrocious. Another thing that this is where I'm going to have my Chase Claypool rant. Like, oh, he, yes. He yes. Horrible. Like, it, not only the fact that he didn't get targets or whatever, but you even when you're not directly involved in a play, like when, when you know the ball is not targeted for you, you still run your route aggressively and then you block, you pass block. You don't stop playing because you're not the focus of the offensive play. And Chase Claypool ran every single route at like 65%. He did not sprint. He didn't whoa, whoa, block whoa, whoa, for whoa. his running back. 65% is way too high. Okay, let's say like even 5%, man. Like he jogged his routes. It was like a walkthrough in practice. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it was absolutely horrendous. And yeah, man, I feel bad for Justin Fields. But Fields, Fields also looked like <laughs> He needs to no, work on I, his pass game, dude. Dude, you can't work on your pass game if your receivers he, can't get open because they're not the, running the he's routes. He's the garbage time god. Like, I heard this on Bill Simmons. He said, Fields is now the new, like, Lions Matt Stafford in that he'll put up these monster stats in, like, the fourth quarter when the team is down, like, 18. And he's not wrong. <laughs> I just, okay. But honestly, Jordan Love looked good. The Packers defense... I don't think you can take that much stock into it again, but they looked good. Um, Jordan did this without Christian Watson, too. Yeah. 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 Um, dude, Packers, maybe they didn't need Aaron Rodgers. Jordan beating Chicago. What a reversal. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, but the Bears losing to the Packers is nothing new. Um, oh, yeah. You can you can talk about this next game because I, I don't want to talk. I'm just literally going to put the mic down. You can, you can do your thing. Raiders-Broncos? I think it's time. I think it's time I start respecting Jimmy Garoppolo. And I do this regretfully. I do this under great duress. But, I mean, five minutes left, tight game. We got lucky with some Will Lutz missed field goals, missed extra point. Um, I thought our defense played really well after Russ cooked us in the first half. Um, We limited his mobility. We limited his weapons down the field. Took away Sutton. Um... Their tight end did get hurt. I think Dulcich got hurt for a little bit, so that impacted some of the stuff that they wanted to run. But I thought for the most part, the defense was not as big of an issue as I thought it would be. Um, We played fine. Jimmy G iced the game with five minutes left. Broncos didn't get the ball back. We a comfortable win, even though it was a one-point win. I like was not stressed besides that Jacoby Myers hit that he took that was scary hope he's okay um max crosby just put his footprint on this game from the get-go like what even though he didn't get his like whatever like three and a half four sacks that you see on these crazy totals like he did pressure wilson every single snap every single snap wilson knew Crosby was right there altered so much of what that offensive line was doing um got double teamed 
Um, doing this without Chandler Jones, who I have no idea what his situation is. No idea what Chandler Jones is doing right now. He's tweeting about the game saying, man, they really could have used me out there. But I don't even know if he's allowed in the facility right now. I have no idea what to think of Chandler Jones. But all in all, my takeaway is that in a situation where we needed to run the clock out and win a game, Jimmy G did just that. He made safe throws. He made the right reads. He ran. He looked more mobile than I've ever seen him in a Niner uniform. And maybe that's like after the injury, we just didn't see Jimmy do a lot of that. But No, dude, I think it's because people look faster in the Raiders uniform. It's not that, man. I've seen Jamarcus Russell in a Raider uniform. Dude, he looks no. slow as hell. No, no, okay? no. Okay, think about this. Randy Moss in the Niners uniform. Sorry, not, not Randy Moss. Uh, Jerry Rice in the Niners uniform looked mad slow. But in the Raiders uniform... Jerry Rice was a different beast. He was he looked mad fast. It's not that he looked fast. It's not okay, that he also, looked also, fast. That he was, was just more. That was mobile. a joke. That no, no, was a I, joke. I understand you're an idiot. I'm no, saying I do. some people might have thought that was real. <laughs> he just looked more mobile. Like he was willing to get out of the pocket and run for extended yards and like make do you feel those like that's plays. because the offensive line is worse. I didn't even think the offensive line was bad, man. Like they it, it, they protected not bad, him, but it's worse than what it was in. in San no, Francisco. but but the. Uh, okay, you're comparing it to San Francisco, man. They literally have a Greek god in Trent Williams. Okay, like that's what I'm I, saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying. Okay, that for the Raiders returning every single starter on that offensive line was huge for this year because that's one of the things with O lines and developing O lines is continuity. You need people to come back year after year. Otherwise, you're just plug and playing. You know, look at the Bengals. Like for so many years, they were just awful. Like you're seeing with the Bears, what happens when you don't like invest in an O line? It's disgusting. Like Fields looks terrible, and it's not his fault. Like you were saying, so yeah. I'm I'm overall like that's a game that in most seasons we would just lose. But then again, it's also the Broncos, and we own the Broncos. So I don't know. I I'm happy with that week one. It was a gutsy win. It was a game. If you're going to be even a little bit serious this year, we needed to have so. Shout out Raiders, man. I mean, I can't complain. We're one to know in sole possession of first place in the AFC West. My, my Broncos analysis is that Sean Payton is not him. And Russell Wilson <laughs> yeah. is. What did you think of the onside kick to start? I liked it. I liked it if they executed it without no, no. touching I it liked, before the 10 yard. I like the, the idea energy. of it. I like the energy. I, you know, from that moment on, I, the second they recovered that ball, I put my hands in my head and I was like, we're going to lose like 42 to zero. I like the energy. It was, Execution was not there. Um, but, Russ wasn't okay. the problem. Russ wasn't the reason they lost that game, by the way. Like, there was yeah. a lot of other things, but Russell Wilson was not the reason they lost that game. He didn't play that bad. But I think considering that he's a... I can't even say former MVP candidate because I don't think he's gotten a single first-place MVP vote in his career. Um... Considering he's an all-pro quarterback. Hall, future Hall of Famer. Just say future, future Hall of Famer. Famer. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look great. And considering how much money they paid him and how much money they gave up or how many picks they gave up to acquire him, whatever. He, they, he needs to do better. But, yeah. okay. Um, Eagles, Patriots. You kind of called this one. I I did say the Patriots. And we're going to release these episodes in backwards order because of some audio issues and stuff but we did this whole preview for the season before the week one games and i said that the patriots would be better than people think slash improve from what they were last year and a lot of that was banking on the fact that matt patricia was not their coordinator anymore like they have bill o'brien as the offensive coordinator they look good with 
I mean, Mac Jones wasn't a liability. And honestly, that's all you can ask for against a vaunted Eagles defense. Like, I mean, okay, <laughs> the Eagles defense also. Like, Jalen Carter looked Dude. unbelievable. I I don't know. I mean, the Pats were down 16-0. It was not looking great for my Pats prediction. But, you know, Brady did, Brady did his little halftime, like, rah-rah of the crowd. And, like, he gave a nice little speech. Um, kind of felt like he was back in a Pats uniform for a little bit. And then the team rallied like against a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So I thought it was a it was one of the best moral victories a team can have, considering the fact that not everything was going according to plan. But they, I mean, it was close. It was a nail biter of a game by the end. Yeah, I think the Eagles defense didn't look that good in the second half. I think it looked good in the first half, but then not some particular players in the second half didn't have performances that I thought they they should have um but if I if I ask you how many pass attempts Mac Jones had in that game without looking how much would you say 27 he was 35 of 54 for 316 yards three touchdowns and a pick that is not the Mac Jones we're used to yo Mac Patriots throwing for 50-plus pass attempts after Tom Brady is wild to me. Yeah, I mean, they got Ramondre involved a lot in the receiving game. Um, They weren't getting anything in the run game, man. Like, Zeke had his fumble. He didn't look super great. Um, Ramondre was shut down the whole night. But receiver-wise, dude, Mac got it to, like, eight different receivers. He had Kendrick Bourne, Ramondre, Hunter Henry, Demario Douglas, Mike Gusecki, the gritty god, um, Juju... Zeke was involved in the in the receiving game, and then Ty Montgomery. They got, he spread the ball around, man, and that was that's I think a for, classic for, Brady move. No, for Mac to do what he did after a whole season last year of wondering, dude, the Pats fans were calling for um, Bailey Zappi to start over Mac. Okay, and this is a guy who made the Pro Bowl in his first year. Like, I say what you want, but he proved he can be a viable transition to the future for the Pats. And I think this is a step in the right direction for that team. Yeah, for sure. This Eagles team looks good. I don't know, though. Again, weather impacted this game a little bit. Um, I mean, Hurts uh, wasn't sharp. Like, Is it Super Bowl hangover? Like, I don't know. I thought they'd like, come out and like dominate and be like, oh, yeah. Because like, the 49ers looked really good. The Eagles mm-hmm. did not look that good. So... I don't think you're allowed to have a Super Bowl hangover if you don't if win. If you didn't Super win? Bowl. No, that's that my makes, whole take. I know. I, I disagree. I think a lot of teams that make the like Super Bowl, but then like think about basically like the Falcons after they went to the Super Bowl, they lost. They didn't look that good. Uh, I mean, Patriots they lost. The, they, they still made back. the playoffs. No, I know, but like it's like uh, you look at the team and you're like, it's almost the same team. Can you make the Super Bowl again? And. A lot of that also had to do with Julio's decline. Yeah, that's true. And Matt Ryan's decline. There wasn't like, I mean, this is an ascending Jalen Hurts. Like, there there should be no decline here. It's an ascending Jalen Hurts that didn't take the. But then again, Patrick Mahomes didn't look great either. Yeah, I I I'm I'm convinced Week One was just like an extended preseason. Like, there's no way that all of these. I think a a lot of a lot of the players starters did not play Mm -hmm. in the preseason, and I mean uh, the. Chargers players talked about this on defense. Eric Hendricks was like, yeah, like a lot of us, none of the starters played in week one or in, in the preseason. Sorry. So this week one was like pretty, you know, um, yep. 
Yeah. Okay. I guess it's my turn. So, all you. All you. I'll laugh. I'll smile. I just don't understand. Offensively, I think we looked very good. Um, we had good you know, pass protection. Herbert didn't get pressured that much. You know, uh, no turnovers, I believe. Um, yeah, I think offensively, we looked good. Uh, very balanced. Two of the top five runners were Chargers players. Austin Eckler tweaked his ankle a little bit, but overall, he looked really good. So offensively, we looked okay. I still thought Kellen Moore should have been way more aggressive. Uh, you have like the quarterback with the best arm in the league. Why aren't we throwing deep balls more? I get he was trying to make it a more balanced offensive attack. I don't know. But defensively, man, Brandon Staley is not him. Since he has come into the league, we're 29th in points per game, 27th in yards per game, uh, 31st in yards per play and 30th in third down percentage. Like, he was hired as his defensive mastermind, and he's the one calling the plays on defense. I just don't understand. And then just stupid, stupid plays by stupid, stupid players. J.C. Jackson, Tua chucks a ball up in the air at the end of the first half, and we lose by two points. And if J.C. Jackson didn't commit pass interference on that, they wouldn't have been able to kick the field goal. And also, the interception J.C. Jackson had was pass interference. I don't know why we didn't get called for that. And then that's who, when he picks the ball off in the end zone, he runs like seven yards out of the end zone, like seven yards in the end zone, three yards, and then runs out of bounds. I'm like, bro, just take a knee. Just run out the back of the end zone. We get the ball at the 20. What are you doing? Jason Jackson had one of the worst games for a guy who had an interception in a game that I can remember. Yeah, man. Like, truly, he should. Okay, the first play of the game, okay? First off, penalty on the Chargers, right? So first and five. For the Dolphins, right? Tyreek Hill in the slot. Who is guarding Tyreek Hill? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is guarding Tyreek Hill Go on man. the first play of the game. What is going on? What are we doing? Greater I, legend. I, I don't think that, like, we're, again, first off, I told you guys this last week. And nobody knows I told you guys this because we didn't release the episode. But I said we would lose this game. And we lost this game. If there's one thing we can bet on, it's the Chargers. Are gonna lose these really big matchups. And I don't did understand. You, did you bet Miami? I did bet Miami, of course. You make money off them? How much? No, because I put it in a parlay like an idiot. Um, <sighs> but I think the crazy part to me is we beat this team very convincingly last year. We had all the off season to prepare. We lost them like this, dude. They we gave up like six hundred yards of offense, dude. Like what was the what was the point of playing defense? I don't it, get it. It's the exact Joey same Bosa team. Joey Bosa and Mack had zero pressures. No, it's it's the exact same team. Like there's no change. That that team that blew a twenty seven. You know what I feel like in the playoffs. There's I feel no change. Like, I feel like I'm Ice Cube in twenty two Jump Street where he's like yelling at you know Jonah Hill and Shannon Tatum. He's like, it's the same job. It's yeah. the same case. It's the exact same thing. Go undercover. Find the dealers. Infiltrate the suppliers. Like it's like, like. I feel like it's the, it's the exact same thing as last week. What is going on? Every yeah. year, they're a potential AFC title game appearance team. And every year, this happens. Our friend Adi tweeted, the Chargers are the best hypothetical team of all time. I yeah, like, I agree. Dude, time is a flat circle. Uh, that dude, used to be your Twitter bio, right? It's still, I think it's my Twitter header right now. Time is a flat circle for still Chargers fans. Available for hire as head coach? That is still my Twitter bio. Classic. I stand by. I think I would do a better job than the disaster class. It's, okay, to be fair, Kellen Moore cooked at times. Dude, okay, 
offense was not a problem for like until the drive it mattered until the drive it mattered it was not a problem it was just yeah i i I agree with you but i think at the end of the day like overall the offense played well there's there's not that much i mean you you should be able to ask that from your quarterback but at the same time if your defense gives up 600 yards i think that was the that was the crux of the issue and again the fact that your defense gave up a field goal with like one second left at the end of the first half that literally if that field goal had not been attempted the, the game would be like that you know what i mean it's just is yeah. it is it me or does herbert just like not take risks risks the issue with herbert is this uh he is supremely talented and can make every single play but he's also probably the smartest quarterback playing the game right now um so what he does is he literally does it by the book like if their offensive progression is like you go like from left to right he will literally go from left to right reading every single progression and then make the safe throw he throws the check down way too much uh i don't really know why to be honest like i wish he would like scramble more i wish he would extend plays more i wish he would take more risks he still throws a good amount of interceptions for a player that like doesn't take that many risks which is interesting um for sure because this this reminds me of like their earlier in the week there was a great breakdown that ben solak from the ringer did about how Jared Goff saw this one. There was this one player where the Chiefs yeah. were in a certain coverage, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Goff hit his receiver, but Amon Ra was streaking down the field wide open, and he just yeah. didn't throw him the ball. And then previously, and, Matt Stafford had made that throw. Yeah, this feels like a. I I don't want to go so far to say like Herbert wouldn't have made that throw, but it it just feels like more often than not, like if he has a receiver one on one coverage, like he'll still just make the read instead of trusting his receiver with like a big playoff. Yeah. And I don't know. He needs to change that personally. Yeah. I agree. But I'd rather have this than what Josh Allen has. Fair. That's fair. just my personal opinion. Yeah. After we after seeing week one, that's no, not no, fair. I, I, if, you, if you say the other way, all, I totally get it. No, you're also but. talking to, you're talking about Josh Allen who's done more in the playoffs than Herbert ever has. No, so. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Which is why if you said the other way, I would, you know. Yeah. But, Speaking okay, um, of Josh Allen. Let's go real quick. Rams, Seahawks. Rams looked really good. Seahawks did not look that good. Uh, surprising. Uh, Matt, Matthew Stafford looked really good, dude. He actually I mean, looked pretty good. The Seahawks defensively looked kind of terrible. So who is the that way who is the new Rams receiver? Oh, that, uh, that popped kid. off in Week One. Not too too out well. Um, um, wait, I mean he also played okay, but who is Puka Nuka? Puka Nuka. But that, that that's actually the name pronunciation, huh? Uh, well, his first name is spelled P-U-C-K-A. Yeah. P-U-K-A. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then his last name is N-A-C-U-A. So I guess it's Puka. Oh, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua, dude. Puka Nakua was on one, man. He new looked goat. dynamic. I goat. loading. He's the new Cooper Cup for that team, dude. <laughs> Straight up. Now people are like, oh, they should they trade Cooper Cup. No, no, Puka. No, no, I was like, dude. Don't be silly. But, but I don't, the Rams are not like... A pushover, which I thought going into the season, there was some like tankathon potential for yeah. the Rams, especially with Cup hurt too. And like there were all these rumors about, you know, like Stafford not getting along with the new McVay guy. retiring potentially. McVay, I'm not sure yeah, McVay that. retiring has been a thing ever since they won the Super Bowl. But I mean, Donald looked like a beast as usual. I thought. I thought the receivers helped out Stafford. I another like I will never talk about him in football is like cam Akers, like he's in the brian robinson antonio gibson category of like just players who i just don't want to don't want to talk a discussion about. about yeah 
Um, all in all, like good effort from the Rams. Seahawks look disgusting. DK had his like temper tantrums. Um, he like pushed. Dude, he injured. Yeah, who did he injure? Um, whoever they whoever he injured got actually injured. I know uh, it was like a contusion or something. I forgot who he pushed. It wasn't uh, Weatherspoon. It was Weatherspoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys game. I don't want to talk about it. That's. Just, I, I just think that's a chalk it up to. That'll never happen. Like the Giants will not lose forty all the rest of the year. I I, I don't want to talk about it. It was yeah. the stupidest game of all time. A waste of prime time. Yeah. Um. I, okay. Uh, no. Save, no. No. Save like. Wait. Okay. Can we quickly we quickly talk about how Dallas's defense is like single handedly ruining fantasy league scoring settings? Yeah, we had a huge argument in this in our league about basically because of the Dallas defense. Um, I I, I will say this. So I in one in the same in the one, one league that, that the and I are in, there's it's a ten team league. Of the ten teams, four of the ten teams, their highest scoring off or their highest scoring player was their defense. Yeah. Wild. They are valued insane. defenses with the scoring setting are valued higher than like late round starters, which yes. usually is just not a thing. Usually yeah. is not a thing. So just a really fun observation from week one where it feels like defense is just dominated play. Another week, another game that defense is dominated play for is the Jets Bills, which I will have to say from start to finish, probably one of those most wild games. I think oh Monday Night God. Football, it's basically like Chiefs Rams in Mexico or in, in LA. And uh-huh. then this is like I think a close oh, this number is two up there because man. of the situation. <laughs> Because of the scenario, like, I'm in the New York now, going so like the, the game. a lot of Jets fans here, everyone's like, "Oh, a Rod, a Rod." Then he comes out 9/11, waving the flag, even though Pete potentially doesn't believe in 9/11. If you ask some people, um, <laughs> who did he who did he have this conversation with? It wasn't Dylan. It was, it was um, oh Deshaun Kaiser, dude. Yes. Um, he had this conversation with Kaiser, just randomly asked him, like, hey, you believe in do you 9-11? Believe 9/11? <laughs> Kaiser was like, do I believe in 9-11? Like, what do you yeah. mean, bro? Like, you can see, like, first off, crazy weather earlier in the day, too, was really thundering. And, like, they were yeah. able to step out. Then they go. He runs out the tunnel. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. People are cheering. And then four plays later, she's dead. God. Um, yeah, it sucks I for feel, Aaron Rodgers. I feel really bad, dude. I, bad. I mean, this would have, this was one of the few years we would have seen, like, still almost at full strength, A-Rod, like, with that nice cast of receivers. I mean, Garrett Dude, Wilson, man. Receivers looked good. Garrett Wilson oh had an amazing God. catch. Already catch of the year yeah. candidate by far and away. I've never seen anybody. Somebody was like, he should be credited with the pass breakup and with the reception. And I was like, he, I agree. He like created a catch. He like played yeah. defense. I mean, honestly smart. Jets defense went off. Oh yeah. So well. White, Whitehead, three picks. Um, yeah. Um, I think a lot of that was also just Josh Allen not making smart decisions. Yeah, dude. Yet. Like, okay, the Jets look terrible on offense, but that's because of Zach Wilson. They, yeah. they had to run it on the first and second down, and then when Zach Wilson threw it, he just wasn't able to get a first down. Let's not say but, the Jets look terrible on offense. Brees Hall looked great. Zach Wilson looked terrible on Zach offense. Zach Wilson looked terrible on offense. But yeah, the Bills, man, what is, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to give Allen the benefit of the doubt. But then I saw this stat that was like, since Dayball left to become the Giants head coach, he's thrown 22 interceptions. And it's been a season. Yeah, like so, a season and a game. So it's been basically. And the playoffs too. So yeah, 22 games. 
That's like... 21 games, actually. That is unbelievable giving the ball over tendencies. Yeah. It's not great. I think like Josh Allen has this... like He came out really raw from Wyoming. Mm-hmm. right? He really developed super well, and he stopped making those mistakes. And then I feel like last year, we kind of saw him go back to his roots almost. And then we were like, okay, that's interesting. But he's still so talented, so it's okay. And like I'm sure it was just an off year. And then this year... I mean, it's first game, so it's time for overreaction. But just in general, it's just like wow. That, like, that's why I'm hesitant to like make any claims because no, but it's is, just like this if, is Josh Allen. If, if nothing happened last year, I wouldn't be saying anything. But something clearly happened last year compared to this, like compared to two years ago. Right, last year was definitely a little bit of an not anomaly per se, but a little bit off. But yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that was a wild game, um, insane for 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 Gibson. Uh, any know, game punt. that ends on a punt return touchdown you can see you you could see eli manning like on the, on the manning cast get a little bit of ptsd when mm-hmm. a walk-off punt happened in the meadowlands yeah um for sure um yeah i was uh definitely rooting for <laughs> josh allen to score a touchdown on that last drive but they couldn't even get a first down which is like okay um that's wild uh that the bills couldn't get a first down but the jets defense is Scary Crazy. man, so Crazy. scary. And sauce um, like, oh, they're the sauce takes yeah, floating out on that. Twitter after this I game. It was that. like, oh, he was that. targeted, like allowed his highest passer rating, like that. The Bills actively played offense, trying to avoid sauce every so often, and yeah. you could see how much they valued his ball hawking skills and the way he just like sticks on the receivers. So, I mean. He didn't have, I mean, yeah, he didn't have his greatest game, but he also didn't have this like poor outing that like everyone wants to make it like, oh, Diggs cooked sauce. Like, no, he didn't. Like, it was, a, it was a nice matchup between two of the best at their position. And I think there were a lot of like cool like zone things that sauce did well to in this game. So, mm-hmm. fun yeah. game. I think long term. What do you, what do you the, think? I, I was going to say, I was, I was going that exact route. The question I was going to ask you. That's why we're, that's why we're, we're stupidly locked in. What do you think about the situation at quarterback? Um, it's too talented a roster to allow Zach Wilson to quarterback this team. Like they're not going to tank because they're just too good. They're also not going to have these like Super Bowl aspirations because they don't have the quarterback who could have put them there. So, but my I question think- is. Like a lot of people are saying, Jacoby Brissett should come. I, out. I'm just saying, I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett than Zach Wilson for this sure, roster. But he's not that much more of an upgrade. But he, he is, is an upgrade. He's, he's an okay, upgrade. Look, no, no, no. With no, this, no. with Zach Wilson, I still think the Jets can be a wild card. No, no, no. So, Aaron Rodgers, like potential Super Bowl for the Jets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then Zach, anybody like you basically need to replace him with that level, that caliber. I would literally that. rather have like Brissett or even Carson Wentz over Zach Wilson. Carson Wentz has not ever no, no, been so like I'm an saying, awful, do, awful starter. Do you explore trying to potentially trade for Matthew Stafford? Do you explore if the if the Rams look good, they're not going to trade Stafford. Also, Stafford's contract is insane, man. Insane, but can't. I don't know. There's like not many. There's not many options. Like who else? Um, that's like, it. Like Trey Lance. Ah, ah, oh. no, 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 no. Uh. Dude, Jimmy G honestly, was available before the Raiders. Do, do you think? Them. Do you think the Niners are shooting themselves or kicking themselves in the foot for trading Trey Lance in the preseason and still and instead of waiting until like? Because honestly, what if Trey Lance was available? I don't think that's a terrible idea. 
I think it was just too precarious a situation to let it linger for a team this good. No, like no, no. But I guess the question I'm also asking in general is: Is Trey Lance an upgrade over Zach Wilson? Which yes, he is. But like, I think is he? I think I think Zach Wilson is like the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, including backups. Wow, he's awful, man. He is really, really bad. He sees ghosts too many times. No, he's just that was Sam Darnold. He Zach Wilson no, is just no, really, no. really bad. I, I understand it was Sam Darnold. I'm just saying in general, Zach Wilson, the way he plays, he's just so scared. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's he's playing quarterback with the intention not to mess up, and the second you play the quarterback position like that, you're done. It's yeah. cooked. That it's it's literally like in that basketball. To if Matt you're just Alano like was just terrible. Yeah, it's like he didn't see anything pass. It's the same way if you're playing basketball at the highest level, and you're just like, I will not shoot because I'm scared to shoot the ball. We saw that happen to like Ben Simmons and his play. I mean, obviously with the injuries and everything. Sure, I don't want to get into that, but like he hasn't been the same player. Like that's a confidence thing. This is a confidence thing with Zach Wilson because, like, he had all the physical attributes in terms of, like, combine scores and all that. There's a reason he was drafted, like, what, number two, number three overall? Something like that? Yeah. Like, you, you don't, that doesn't happen by luck. So, everybody was like, this is stupid. No, I know, but, like, the fact that you're even, like, like, it wasn't some, like, egregious, like, out of nowhere thing. Like, it was talked about, like, Zach Wilson could go top three. So, yeah. That doesn't happen on accident. It's just. He's been playing scared ever since he got into the league. It's just the speed is different. Like everything is at a more advanced level. And I don't think he's going to be able to pick up and has not picked up on that yet. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's our week one review. Do you want to do a week two preview real quick? Or are we going to put uh, it out on the... Let's, let's hold off on the week two preview, I think. We are uh, putting out our picks on the podcast Instagram. Yes. So take a look at those. Uh, I think we did not bad. I was we were. I think we were both positive, right? I'll yeah, have to check. yeah. We we won. We we're both over five. No, actually, I do. I don't know. I mean, the the Chiefs lost. The Bills lost. Did I pick? Oh, I picked the Jets. Let's go. Um, the Bengals lost. The Bucks won. They beat the Vikings. I don't know if we're positive, dude. This is a horrible week for picks. I, I I got seven wrong, which is how many? Okay, then I think we're fine. Well, that's ten and seven. Wait, no. yeah, no, well, no, 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 eight and what? There's thirty-two divided by two is sixteen. So. Yeah, yeah. So we went nine and seven. Like we both either went ten and a lot. So you got one, two, three. I think we had the same thing because you picked Chargers and I. I mean, you picked the Dolphins and I picked the Chargers. Four, five. You got five wrong. I only got five wrong. Yeah. Ooh. For the first time, you're in the lead. Because last time we did this, I was in the lead the whole time. 11-5. Let's go. Um, yeah, because you got you got KC wrong. You got the Bengals wrong. You got the Vikings wrong. Um, Chargers. Chargers. And then Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I picked the Raiders. Yeah, you, you picked the Raiders. You picked... Um, I, I picked the Panthers to win. I picked, other than the ones that we both got wrong, I picked the Bears to win. Ah, yeah. No, you got to know Green Bay just owns that franchise. Took me out. Yeah, I thought stuff would change, but it did not change at all. But yeah, that wraps it up. We'll be putting these out weekly. Yeah, um, and now it's really faster. We're using this new thing that we've recently discovered through Spotify. It's fancy. Do everything through Chrome, record through Chrome, noise reduce the audio through Chrome. It's great. Honestly, it's great. Crazy. Um, it's very cool. 
So yeah, we'll be putting that as a lot, these out a lot faster and a lot more. So yeah, thanks thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot we could have talked about uh, in the sports world. Halep, um, Halep for your band. Yep, USA um, losing. Kevin Porter Jr. USA losing. Oh, the KPJ um, situation is so KPJ, terrible. Um, there's a lot MLB playoff race heating up soon. Texas Rangers, Toronto Blue Jays, massive series right now. Like yeah. literally determining the fate of the world. So there is there's there's a lot, but you know, sadly, we have to focus our attention on the NFL. Oh yeah, because um, it's what brings the views in and what brings the money in. Um, but yeah, hope y'all enjoy the episode and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. See you next time. Bye. Peace.